In this episode, Ryan and I fairly, appropriately, and with intent, beat up life insurance illustrations, and we had fun doing it. We hope that you enjoyed. Thank you for listening. All right, welcome to the Baking with Life podcast. I'm your host, James Nethery. And I'm your co-host, Ryan Griggs. And uh, we're having fun, and we're fixing to have a little bit more fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so as usual, you know, it's really, it's unscripted. It's um, kind of a casual conversation. But we did, you know, pick a topic, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. What did, what did we land on? What topic did we land on, <laughs> Young Jedi? Our favorite, our favorite, my favorite. It's becoming my favorite. <laughs> really, he's, uh, so, and he's triggered. So look, turn up the volume. Yeah, uh, illustrations, illustrate. But before we get to illustrations, you know, we should. There's been some changes. Huh? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, yeah. Christmas is coming. Yeah. Merry Christmas. Merry um, Christmas. Oh, oh, oh. Yes. Yeah. No, you can go to whatever Gillette yeah. or whatever the other politically correct people are. Who Happy holidays and all that. Yeah. And, and listen, Merry we're having Christmas. fun. We're having fun. Look, the. Uh, this is currently October. Um, you, you know, the, uh, the AV ninja, the sound engineer, and uh, Jake, you know. The team, up, yeah. Yeah, the team. You know, they created a, a Christmas set. And, uh, and for I you. Just, just, just for you. And I just want you to know that the next podcast, we're going to do a Halloween set. And then the next podcast, which is all happening today and tomorrow, mm. We're going to do a Thanksgiving set. What's so, fun is that the listener gets to learn this just as I do. <laughs> right at the me same too. Moment. <laughs> I, this was, you know, okay, the release dates on these are going to be around the holidays, so we're going to do this, and, and I love it. It's perfect. That's the way, it, you know, it's natural. It's not all pre Listen, I just show up and talk. Do you? <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's what I like to do. But look, we're just trying to be like Walmart. You know, you get all the seasons together on the same aisle. Kind of <laughs> <laughs> in the middle of July. Oh. Well, all right. So but, and, and while we're talking about the set, and for you that are listening on Stitcher and Apple and iTunes and you don't have the visual, you know, go to YouTube and, and so you can see what we're talking about. The little lamp. The leg lamp back yeah. there. All right, you gotta love it, right? <laughs> okay. Oh, sorry, audio only listeners, but it's tis the season. And it's your opportunity to see how good looking this young man is if you oh just scroll my. over to YouTube, right? So, all right, illustrations. Yes, Your illustrations. Favorite, favorite topic. Listen, we beat them up. We've had what two, three, four episodes on them, and probably mentioned illustrations in other podcasts. But sure. And it's like, ah, I mean, aren't you done yet? I mean, ugh, but well, and, and two, we're, we will create a playlist for illustration. So if that's something that you know you want to dive deeper into, all at one time, going into a deep, going into a deep dive, we'll quickly or shortly have a playlist. I say shortly. This is October. This podcast, this episode that we're talking in today, is going to mm-hmm. be released in mm-hmm. December. <laughs> so, um, but there's. There I and mean, so what's what's caused us or what's at least me to no he like i said he's, again. he's triggered you need to turn up your volume <laughs> <laughs> okay well we get these i call them refugees from other client or i'm sorry other agents right so clients of other agents they've maybe they've got a policy with someone else or they've already initiated a relationship with another agent or a conversation or a string of emails mm-hmm. and yeah. something isn't going right right 
something's not going right. Yeah. If they were all on board, it'd be done. You know, policy would be enforced, premium would be getting paid, everyone would be happy. Yeah. But that's not the case, right? Where certain people, maybe something goes wrong, or there was a, a, an uncertainty that maybe was papered over during the onboarding process and not really fully discussed in depth. And so here you are a few months later and wondering whether you got into the right policy or at the right company. And at that point then, I mean, you've got the policy, you know, a person with a, a policy in force, and this is relevant for people who aren't yet policy owners of dividend paying whole life built for IBC, right? It's good to know, it's good to be aware of because you don't want to find yourself in this position down the road anyway. But it would include some of those people, some of the refugees that you're speaking of, they may have, you know, engaged and they're paying premium, right? And yes. it's not matching up what they understood and what they're seeing, what they can do, what they can't do. Yeah. So it's not only for people that are freshly looking. Yes. It's important. And this is another problem with illustrations. Look, if so an agent who wants to sell from the illustration is going to get an illustration in your hot little hand as fast as he possibly can, right? Because that's what they're going to that, that's the basis for the sale is it's the numbers on the page to get to a yes yeah so, to get to yes to sign the dotted line to pay that premium so right? somebody can get paid exactly exactly and so what are the odds that that person if they're persuaded according to numbers on the page alone eight months ago mm -hmm. is going to in the present day recall what exactly the rationale was for why they're paying the premium they're paying or why the illustration says that the that a premium is a, a certain number that may or may not be the same as what the person expects to pay we in other words we forget right if you're if you're going to hand a 18 page document stuffed with numbers to an individual and corner them into a sale which is what happens and not maliciously right there are plenty of people who take this approach because it's how they were trained. They are well-intentioned. I'm not like besmirching the character of these people at all. I'm not saying that at all. Right. But regardless of those intentions, if the sale is made based on, ooh, look at these pretty numbers, right? Look at what I showed with from my little system. Yeah, ooh, exciting. <laughs> that the, the, the home office had to build because yeah. I couldn't build it. No one is <clears throat> going to recall the rationale that is allegedly built into that illustration on on into the future right? look let's say a dividend didn't get paid that was illustrated yes and we've said it many times i've said it many times we've talked about it as soon as you hit print the illustration is wrong that as soon as you request a loan or make a loan repayment and you're paying additional interest to your policy if it's constructed correctly it can take it mm -hmm. the illustration is wrong yeah Right. What if I reduce my premium? If I have that ability, the illustration is wrong. What if I increase my premium right above the original illustration? Then that makes the il original illustration wrong. Mm -hmm. So your point is very particular, very concise. If the decision is being made off of numbers on a page, that's a problem. That is a problem. Right. So, okay. So what is the illustration? I was thinking about this last night. It, it appears to me that an illustration can potentially be a source of clarity if the education that's necessary has been done. If the necessary education has not been done, then the illustration is a source of confusion. 
No question. Yep. And the level of education, the level of systematic education about implementation of IBC in the present day, you know, here we are in 2019, but in the future, in the years ahead, right? The If we're going to, if we want to build policies that an individual is going to pay premium to over the course of years, that they're going to remember why they did it, then you can't, it can't start with an illustration without the education. Right. And the level of education out there online and the blogosphere and the big wide world about infinite banking is not good. It's appalling. It's bad. It's, it is bad. And so consequently, <laughs> this, is, this is why we have the situation we have where as time goes on, the more emails and the more calls, it's like, well, I got this illustration from individual or agent Y and this illustration from agent Z and this illustration, inundated with illustrations, right? Tons of, illust tons of illustration, tons of numbers, tons of analysis and total paralysis, right? This mm -hmm. Now they don't know what to do. They don't know how to, uh, how to compare one illustration to another, if you can even do that, right? And so the out of that environment of general confusion about the education, the conceptual understanding of IBC, out of that environment comes really a toxic sales environment where everything's about the illustration. Mm -hmm. And so no wonder, no wonder we have these refugees who come from other agents, other advisors, well-intentioned, like I mentioned, who are like, what did I do? Why did I do it this way? Why does my illustration look this way? I thought I was paying this. Ryan, would you look at this and tell me, give me a second opinion? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Could you put that in writing, please? I know you're a busy guy, but just work this one in. <laughs> you know. Yeah. <clears throat> well, look, the, it's, it's very difficult for the consumer to be able to compare. You, you almost cannot compare illustration to illustration without understanding the construct of a policy. And then, um, you know, you look at a 20-pay life, a 10-pay life, a single premium, uh, you know, uh, paid up at age 120, paid to age 75, paid to age 65. You know, at the end of the day, we're using life insurance. Uh, all of the, the actuarial tables are, all of the companies are using the same actuarial tables. All of the companies have to put the premium to work to meet the future obligations, which are the guaranteed cash values and the death benefit. Um, and my point there is there are only, only so many bonds available in the open market. Mm -hmm. There are only, you know, real estate is limited, right? Mm -hmm. Commercial real estate. And my point is this, the distribution too um, costs the same, whether they use an independent agency distribution or a captive agency. A captive agency, if I'm an agent, I can only write that one company's product. I can't write another company. They're captive to mm -hmm. the insurance company. Or they use the bank teller distribution or they use the brokerage house distribution the distribution cost to the company are the same mm -hmm. between the insurance companies the investments that they have to put that capital to work into are the same you know once you buy all the a bonds all right and now, now we're going to you know b bonds mm -hmm. that are right above default <laughs> i mean they're they're limited mm -hmm. is my point <clears throat> and everybody's dying on the same table same timelines all of that is 
the same for mm-hmm. each company. So how can one company, you know, illustrate six point one dividend scale, and that is the declared dividend scale, right? And then why would another company um, declare a four or four point one dividend scale? And and how are they doing that? Why are they doing that? And at the end of the day, this, this is just another point on an illustration. Number Numbers on the page that you cannot make a decision from. Looking at an illustration, much less comparing different illustrations with different companies and their different products. Mm-hmm. It's very difficult is yeah. my point. So the education is why are we doing this? Mm-hmm. Why are we even paying mm-hmm. high premium life insurance? Right. Yep. That's the education is becoming your own banker as yep. Nelson discovered and then added scale to. That's where you start mm-hmm. all this magic. If I run this premium through a life insurance policy and then I leverage it and I'm already leveraging like my home through a HELOC. Oh, I've seen this. I know we've talked about it. I'm going to take one of the most important assets a family owns and I have equity there. And I'm going to leverage that through a HELOC so I can take that capital and buy life insurance policy with as much of the first year cash values I can possibly get so I can leverage as much as I possibly can and then go buy turnkey real estate. (laughs) I mean, help me understand why. Can you do it? Yeah, you can do it. Yes, you can do it. I know you can do it. The help of the Lord. All right. And now who's repaying all of the loans to the life insurance company? Who's repaying? Ultimately, you're responsible, right? If you're the owner of the real estate, if you're the signer on the HELOC, yep. you know, if you're the owner of the policy, it's your responsibility. I mean, where, where are all those cash flows coming from, mm-hmm. you know, to make all of those loan repayments? So let me back and up so, and make okay. a connection to what you said a second ago. So that, you know, some companies will allow the, the agent through the illustration software to present an illustration with cash value or death benefit growth year to year that might look better than that, uh, the, the, an illustration from another company through their software, right? Mm-hmm. And so okay, well, why the disparity? Why the, why the difference if, in fact, and as you say, is the case, they've all got the same mortality experience, acquisition cost is the same, there's only so many places to invest the money, yields aren't gonna be that different, and if they are right now, they won't stay that way, right, because market's clear, okay? It's not like some companies are gonna have special uh, insider Insider investment knowledge, right? (laughs) And then they're gonna have it for decades and decades and decades, right, because that's the relevant time frame, the course of your lifetime, right? Eventually, that individual, whoever this mythical investment guru is at one of these companies, he'll be hired away. I mean, the the six and seven figure uh, paid mutual fund managers only last five years themselves, right? Okay, point being, you're not gonna, no company's gonna maintain, especially the direct recognition companies who, maybe they don't say it directly, but they give the impression that, oh, for some reason we get better uh, investment uh, performance than uh, those non-direct recognition companies. Uh, okay, sure. <clears throat> oh, wait. Now, I, I must say that they can get lucky and get a 10-year real estate portfolio that pays 10%. Mm-hmm. Okay. What happens in the 11th year? <laughs> oh, I wonder why 2019 dividends are going down. <laughs> um, I'm not mentioning names. Right. But, <laughs> but I mean, look, they, you, we could all be lucky. Yeah. Right. Okay. So experience is like... <laughs> it, it, 
if it's not uniform, it's close to it across the industry, right? It's life, life insurance as a concept is not anything oh different one company to the next. Okay, so why then would we have this difference in illustrations? Well, we covered that, the understanding of infinite banking, but of life insurance in general, out there in the big wide world is poor if not worse. Okay, so that produces an environment where, well, we've got to make a sale somehow, so let's revert to old financial analytical thinking and treat life insurance not like what it is, right, as either a replacement of a loss, genuine death be purpose of the death benefit, or a place to build capital, purpose for the cash value. No, no, let's set all that aside, and then let's treat this product, this life insurance thing, as a plain old financial asset, you know, an investment, Let's apply that investment style thinking. Because look, that's how everybody's been taught to analyze financial assets anyway. Mm -hmm. So there's some middle ground, right? There's some middle ground that the agent can meet the uneducated individual and they can look at numbers and they've got, so they have a common vocabulary, a common reference in which to conduct business, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Okay, well, the issue is more fundamental, right? The problem has already occurred. The education's not been done, yeah. right? If the agent is indulging that desire, especially from the infinite banking perspective, then there's an even deeper problem uh, from my perspective on the advisor end, right? No, no, Why are we indulging that? Okay. All you're doing is setting yourself up for a uh, falling persistency, you know, Namely, that individual, if they do make a decision based on the numbers, five years from now, they forgot. Maybe you're not even in the business anymore. So who's going to remind them? Are they going to pay that premium? Hmm, I wonder. You know, it'd be real interesting to just get a look at the, if you had agents who you knew practiced different methods of outreach, right? Different methods of, uh, of marketing or branding, and then look at their see how long their people really last, just how long their, the clients continue uh, to pay the premium and keep the policies in force. Mm -hmm. Hmm, I wonder, you know. You know, dividend paying whole life and IBC works out best over your lifetime, right? No question. Okay, so let's get you into a policy that you're gonna stop paying on in five years. Seven years. Right, okay, well then years. let's take that case yeah. and turn it over to these financial entertainers on, on the news programs and on the blogs or whatever, and they're gonna look at it and say, what? Yeah. So-and-so got you into what? This investment. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. What are you, crazy? Yeah, sure. And we wonder why we're in the situation we're in with the level of financial education as what it is. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, that also goes into the pricing of a life insurance product, mm. the lapse ratio. Mm -hmm. You know, so there's a, a certain percentage of lapse, lapsed mm. policies that the companies expect oh that's good yeah. all right well and that's part of their pricing yeah so hurt that lapse ratio some more and make it more expensive for the rest of us to get in the door I'm i mean come saying. on <laughs> yeah well if you i'm gonna go back to what you touched on so you're orphaned or you're a refugee <laughs> orphans and refugees that's the well i mean that's what look that's what happens in the financial world not just in the life insurance industry mm -hmm. Oh my gosh, you, you bought a product as a consumer. Uh, the advisor sold a product. Mm -hmm. And you know maybe they're out of business or maybe they're just solely focused on their marketing efforts to get new clients, you know, to create that cash flow that has to ever be increasing. Um, there's only so much time in a day. You know, how big are you going to grow your team? Mm. Um, a lot of people, consumers, 
are actually, in fact, orphaned, and that's what they're called. Mm-hmm. Here, oh, this is a house account now if you're in the investment world. Mm. Oh, we've got, um, they call them orphans in the life insurance business, or they have. I don't know what they call them. Maybe that, maybe that sense, vocabulary yeah. has changed. Um, so you got an orphan or a refugee, and, he, and they stumble <laughs> upon the investment guru, and everybody knows life insurance is the world's waste worst place to put money and then then it comes out well here let's look at the internal rate of return what is your internal rate of return what is the dividend scale if it's a six percent dividend and you paid a hundred thousand in premium and you only have access to seventy thousand dollars that's a 30 percent loss i don't care who you are Mm. and then Mm -hmm. the financial Mm -hmm. guru or they're doing the same thing they've been trained to do the same thing internal rate of return rate of return rate of return well Man, well, what what point in time do you want to go out into the future? Because we have to have a time period, right, to cherry pick and get the highest internal rate of return. So do you want to go to the 15th year, the 20th year, the 30th year? And all of these companies, they create products to uh, – oh, Yes. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm just saying here's a 10-pay life. It's going to have the highest cash value in the 10th year. 20-pay life, it's going to have the highest cash value in the 20th year. Um, paid up to 100, you're going to have the highest cash value at age 100. So what time period do you want to pick, mm. right? So, um, and we've talked about that too. You know, future value calculator. There are calculators. There are only five inputs. All, right, all things being equal, um, you know, you change any of the inputs and you can change the outcomes. Mm-hmm. So you get lost. It's easy to focus. I mean, that's something that's finite. I can look at an illustration. I can print it. I can take it. I can... I can run it through my Excel Ninja calculator, yeah. you know, and, and I can do all these things. And at the end of the day, um, you're still massaging numbers on a page. You're jumping smooth over. Who's controlling the banking function, right? It's becoming your own banker. And you look at rate of returns. Um, what is the internal rate of return from a life insurance policy? And, and it kind of ties back to what you mentioned earlier, you know, what is an illustration? And let's talk about this for a moment. The life insurance illustration with every company, the company is is printing that illustration, and including the dividend, and they are saying the basis of a life insurance illustration is if nothing changes this year this is our financial experience mm-hmm. this year if nothing changes this is a dividend that we'll pay mm-hmm. and the dividend is always non-guaranteed and some of the companies don't pay the dividends that they illustrate on purpose it saves them a tremendous amount of money over time yeah <clears throat> okay well what well, well, if i'm going to go do an investment i want to see a performa you know what is that well if all of our um homework and our expectations are met we will we expect a particular rate of return this is our expected rate of return now let's go to the investment guru and and look at a, an investment projection right now i'm going to go back in time and i'm going to pick a time period 10 year 20 years high returns low returns modest returns and i'm going to take some machination of that and project that forward under the uh, there's a statement somewhere in there everywhere all over the prospectus that you know future performance is not guaranteed or past performance does not guarantee future performance so what is an illustration all right it says if if nothing changes in the future this is a dividend that we will pay mm-hmm. okay then we get back to the product uh, 
want to use a 10-year pay, 20-year pay, 30-year pay, all of those um, different variations. And every company has multiple variations. The point being, and you mentioned it earlier, your lifetime, that life insurance illustration, if it's on you, it should, it will match your lifetime, right? So now we get down, if we keep going deeper into the weeds, now I can build an illustration that looks like fabulous. The first year is 90% cash value. And so that automatically means that a 60,000 or 60% cash value in the first year is worse compared to the 90% cash value. Well, if you build those out, all right, the internal rate of return on that 90-10 structure is negligible, less than <laughs> one-tenth or, yeah, one-tenth of one percent. But it looks good in the first year, all right? And, and I'll say this, the power of a policy in the early years is in the PUA, the power in the latter years is in the base premium. Mm-hmm. And this BS about, oh, the base premium buys life insurance or death benefit and mm-hmm. the PUA buys cash. Oh my gosh. If an advisor, if that came out of an advisor's mouth, that's an automatic direct message to you that they don't know what they're talking about. Yeah. I can't be any clearer or plainer than nope. that. Okay. Absolutely. So, you know, in becoming your own banker, Nelson Nash says, the infinite banking concept is about imagination, reason, logic, and prophecy. And the one that's most important. Prophecy. Well, an imagination. No, no, I don't. I heard, when I first heard Nelson say that, mm-hmm. I accepted the prophecy. Yeah. Right. And, and I completely agree with him. Imagination is the most important. Mm-hmm. Which is the opposite, right? Little imagination is required to observe numbers on a page, right? But the things that truly that matter for the longevity of the policy, and this leads me to my next point as well, that must be ascertained, grasped with imagination, with conceptual understanding, right? Okay, so if we fail to do that, and if instead we do what we've been mentioning here, the sale from the illustration and conduct the transaction based on the numbers on the page, you know, and the individual, you know, let's say in that illustration, it looks nice because there's some table hedging in there, right? You went through underwriting, you came back with a, a substandard underwriting status, and that would, maybe that makes the illustration look worse because we've got to change the cost of insurance, but the company says, no, no, don't worry. We're going to table hedge or shave or whatever the heck it is. And we're going to say, you're not substandard. You're preferred, right? You're preferred. Oh, well, that looks good for now. My cost of insurance is going to go back down. Maybe the illustration looks a little better. Well, cool. That sounds like a good deal for me, the consumer. Okay, well, that's half the story. The other half of the story is that by being a policy owner, you're also a part company owner. When you buy a policy, you're also buying the business. Now, I don't know. Do you want... Let, no. let's, let's let's think about this proposal. Do you want to buy a business whereby, they, as a matter of policy, as a matter of business practice, we intentionally corrupt the principle of insurance, which is the pooling of risks? Yes. Right? Insurance is the pooling of risks. Well, we're going to introduce this table hedge policy or this this business practice where we're just going to tell you straight up. In fact, we're going to use it as a marketing tool. Look, we're going to we're going to on purpose dilute the purity of our ratings classes 
and therefore introduce uncertainty on the cost side, on the, on the expense side in the future, right? And we're going to say, oh, yeah, you, for you, Mr. Client, that's a good deal. I mean, look at those numbers on that page, yeah. right? You okay. were substandard. Now you're preferred. Yeah. Well, the, Better get it now before you have a birthday. Yeah. Well, the, the <laughs> individual who wants an infinite banking style, dividend-paying, whole life policy needs to know that you're not just buying the policy. You're buying the business. And if you buy a business that does things like table hedging or other games like we direct recognition and the, like indexing the dividend or other ones, but these games that the companies play in order to pretend to be something that they're not, right? In order to play health insurance company or play uh, a mutual fund or, or play like they're, they have some special investment experience or special underwriting strategies, right? You play those games and you're buying a company uh, of <laughs> inferior quality. And by, as we've teared down illustrations throughout this today's episode, <laughs> if the if the policy or the illustration is coming from a direct recognition company, and you're expecting to use your policy according to the infinite banking concept, just go ahead and multiply everything we're saying by ten, because it just gets worse, right? Keep a have a policy loan outstanding year to year. Do that a couple times and see what that does to your dividend, and therefore your cash value growth, and therefore that performance that you see on that nice looking page. Right. It, it only yeah, gets worse. Compare that. You compare your results to the original illustration. Yeah. That's what you're saying. Right. And then get your time machine and go back in time and fix it. Right. Because that's the only way. Oh, yeah. That's the only way to fix it then. Wait. Your health has changed. You may not be able to. Hmm. Mm. You know, we uh, <clears throat> personally, I try to avoid uh, hanging out with too many financial gurus. <laughs> I'm just saying, um, I love them. Don't misunderstand oh, me. Gosh, I, I'm like point. one cool. of the nicest guys I know. I love. <laughs> just everybody. take his word for it. <laughs> <laughs> but I had the opportunity to meet some new people mm. um, in the industry. And uh, nice young guy, GQ, dressed to the nines, polite, professional, sincere. Um, and he's like, James, why, do, why does he, why do, why? Something along, not verbatim, but something along, the message was this from him to me. James, why does IBC beat up us, beat, beat up on us just because we're, you know, a, a direct recognition company? <laughs> <laughs> and I said, listen, um, I want you to know I've defended you. I mean, I've not promoted you, but I've defended you. <laughs> um, and I left it at that. But, <laughs> well, I don't know, because maybe they don't like paying a, a, an additional cost of capital. Mm. You know, here's an interest rate, mm -hmm. but you're going to ding me on my dividend. Yes, it does matter. Mm -hmm. and, and why? I can, I can play games with my own money. Right. Mm. So if I have a, <laughs> I don't need your illustration software to go play <laughs> games. <laughs> I can waste my own time too. I don't, you know, um, if I'm in retirement, and, and there's a lot of people that say I'm, I would never take loans to supplement my income in retirement. Okay, and you may or may not, but I don't know what I'm going to do five years from now, much less 20. Right. And, and quite frankly, I'm not ever going to retire. I want to be just like my mentor mm -hmm. and just like his mentor. Mm -hmm. You know, they had unfinished projects the day before they passed away. Mm -hmm. Okay, but if I choose to take passive income, through borrowing against my cash value, I want a dividend. Yeah. Okay, so it does matter. 
Mm-hmm. Even if I'm just looking at the numbers on the page, if you're going to illustrate a 6% dividend and you're going to pay me a 4% dividend, I'm going to wonder why. I'm going to ask a legitimate question. Why, why aren't you paying the dividend that mm-hmm. you illustrated? That's what I expect. Why did you lead me to expect that? You know, and I'm not, and you don't know, I don't think anyone in the industry wants to be in the position of being a professional apologist. You know, mm. I mean, I'm, I participate in apologetics resources. I'm, I'm saying I don't want to apologize for the work that I've done. Right. You know, at Absolutely. all, ever. Yeah. And, and nor should I be, mm-hmm. I shouldn't be in that position. Hence the reason we work with the companies that we work with. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to be in that position in the future. It matters. So. I'm at. at that, I think at that <laughs> conference that you're that you're mentioning. If I'm think if I'm thinking the Don't. same of the same one, I said if yeah. I'm thinking of the same one, that's all. Yeah, yeah, no names. Uh, so there was a <laughs> get too specific, but um, there's an idea among, and it, it wasn't some an individual at this conference happened to say it, but it's not just him. It's not about him. It, the, the industry as a it's whole, a, it's the industry shares yes. this mantra of, oh, we we don't know the solution. I mean, we, we have to have a discussion. We have to look at the financial data first. You know, we serve the need. We don't oh, have no, a, that, that was we don't another have a particular, conference that we couldn't get out of. Oh, was it? <laughs> <laughs> we, we serve the need. You know, we, we, don't, we don't have a, a, a pre-planned thing. You know, we're not trying to pitch a product. No, or, that's what, yeah, that's what he said. And the big fat guy talking, <laughs> right? <laughs> like, we don't sell products, you know? We don't have a preconceived any, and, and they use one product. I'm like, what you're saying hmm. and what you're doing doesn't even mash. But yeah, yeah I don't want to beat him up. I'm I'm overweight. I love fat. I eat chicken grease, <laughs> half and half. I love. Um, that should probably be edited out. the the <laughs> the uh, the obese gentleman that was presenting. <laughs> How is that? Oh, so, okay, well, what about that? What about that philosophy, that mindset? You know, well, I don't know. You know, I don't know what we'll have to have, sit down and have a conversation. Okay, well, I smell a marketing pitch that's been brewed in the penthouse suite of some K Street or Manhattan <laughs> Wall Street firm. Okay, that's, that's I'm, my, I'm like, what? You know, just tell me what you do and why, really, is really what I prefer. Uh, so, I mean, is that well, our approach? I mean, I wouldn't say that that's my approach, and that might sound good to some people, but... What, what you... Well, we just serve the need. You know, we do everything. We're, we're all things to all, all people. people. And, and, and really what it's going to matter is we're going to go through the financial analysis and have this discussion, and then I'm going to show you an illustration. I'm going to figure out what you're going to buy. Yeah, That's and, and, it's gonna, and it's going to look real nice, and that, you know, we'll have addressed the whole. And it's like, you know, sounds really, that's why I get a little suspicious. Sounds really nice. You know, it's like, hmm, might be too good to be true. Uh, you probably is. Probably is, you know, and for people who want to do infinite bank, it's kind of a digression, but for people who want to do infinite banking, you know, you sh- I would encourage you to select, you know, start with the practitioner finder and find somebody who serves the need <clears throat> and the need, by the way, in this situation and the need that the, the gentleman, maybe we should have told him about it, but the, the need that needs to be solved by financial advisors in the industry is the, the an education component around the the banking function, right? The need for capital, right? Nelson Nash's admonition that your need for finance is far and away more greater than your need for death benefit. And that is the need. And whether or not, you know, the the idea that, well, we just serve the need, you know, the client comes to us and he's got a need and, you know, assumes that the individual or the prospect or the client 
is aware of the need. You know, some people we have to point out. I, ha- I mean, Nelson pointed out to us all that we have a need for finance and we have a need for taking back ownership of the banking function, right? That's the need. Well, and, I have, and that I have need, a need to reduce my taxes. So I'm going to get a tax deduction. I don't mean to throw you off. <laughs> <laughs> but the, if that's the case, if, it, if the need for finance is what's important, then there's a whole right back to where we started, there's a whole swath of education that has to be done to understand what that means, right? To understand things like the difference between interest by rate versus interest by volume. Oh, nobody talks about that lately. No, where's that on the page? Where's that on my illustration? Show me where I'm going to save $200,000 on my mortgage, for example, by financing the, even partially financing the purchase of a home through a policy loan as opposed to a mortgage. Where's that? Where's that on my illustration? So that's the other part. You know, I'm a purist, an infinite banking purist. I have no problem admitting that. Die hard, Nelson, that, you know, go to bat, right? Um, We dilute the strength and power of the concept when we say, look, it's just right here on this page. No, it isn't. No, it isn't. (laughs) Because the value that, when we said it on previous podcasts, but don't knock repetition until you try it, okay? What's the value of having access to your lifetime profits in 20 years when the house across the street goes for sale because so-and-so's got to move or we have another business cycle correction? What's that worth and where's that on the illustration? What's you it know? worth to throw a banker out of your office? Right. Oh, but no, no. Just look. Yeah, yeah. 4% guarantee. Well, listen, listen, why don't you just, you know, run that illustration for me then, Mr. Oh, Briggs. let's talk I've about got that. A, yeah. I've got a 30-year mortgage and I've got 15 rentals and I want you to illustrate that with your life insurance software and all this other third-party software. Run all those mortgages through that illustration. You know, me, let's please. be honest. I, th- there are the analytical types who want to see the numbers, you've dealt with them, I deal with them, <laughs> who want to see the numbers. I love you, engineers. You know, I get it. We want to see the numbers. And appreciate you. Yeah, and, and I, I understand that for some, they need to see how, you know, all the computation, all of that. Yeah, yeah. Look, I'm not an underwriter. I'm not a, a life insurance product designer. You know, that we're here to teach and promote a concept and a strategy about how to use a, a, a certain type of product that has really a few simple essential features, you know? <laughs> and just like you say, if you understand the concept, the details don't matter. Yeah. But if you don't understand the concept, the details don't matter. Well, listen, I still want to swallow some camels. All right. Um, while I'm straining at gnats, mm. can you or can you not run those 15 mortgages <laughs> through a life insurance illustration? <laughs> I'm saying, look, <clears throat> there's some entertainment value here. <laughs> there's got to be. <laughs> if y'all aren't entertained, we are. So <laughs> yeah, we're having fun, right? Um, well, look, what, what's in it for you? <laughs> oh my goodness! Yeah. Oh wow, we should have a whole. Well, I love your I love segment. your podcast, and I love your. Uh, work on medium.com mm-hmm. and then, but what's in it for you what's in it for <laughs> i'm just you? saying mm-hmm. and, and i'm expressly uh just go um, check out the youtube comments sometime you know yeah that, that's where that's where that came from unanswered through. and it's like um but and some we're, of the, we're appreciative of the engagement that's absolutely just, what's in it for you well yeah well, you know, from the from the uh, emails that we get and the youtube comments you know Ryan and I have had a discussion of um, carving out a little section on a podcast that's 
Cover the hate mail. Yeah, cover the hate mail. <laughs> <laughs> and which which we leave up unless they lose their civility. Yeah. You know, we leave the comments up. And, and it looks like a lot of agents are going back and forth on educating That's each other. That's one thing I want to say. For those YouTube. agents out here who are listening, uh, when when you use that refugee and orphan language, you know, you could throw a name around. <laughs> what? <laughs> I got that from James and Ryan. <laughs> That's good. I don't care who you are. So. Okay. Is there anything, you know, you... I'm look. sure by next week I'll have more to say on illustration. <laughs> and it will be added to the playlist in the future. Oh, yeah. And may, I don't know, it's, it's almost like time traveling here. It's October. This is going to be released in December. Yeah, yeah. Well, look, look, we have fun <laughs> and we laugh and we, we do enjoy this because it's what we do all the time. But to be real serious, I mean, we, we focus on illustrations like this because it really does matter. It does. And it's the source of so many lost hours of time and and then the emotional energy that goes into it and i mean to think about it, someone who's like this person that i've mentioned to you before you know got into a policy back in february of 2019 here we are six or seven months later whatever it is and you know he's been paying premium stressed out how many how much time have we spent has this oh poor gosh. guy spent this year just wondering what the heck he purchased and he bought something that he didn't receive. Yeah. Right? So that, he yeah. thought he was buying one thing and got another. And look, the life insurance industry deserves every black eye that they get. Yeah. I am not, you know, like I said, I'm married to my beautiful wife. I married up just like most of you. <laughs> I'm not married to these life insurance companies. They deserve every black eye. And I never miss an opportunity. And I know they'll quit asking me back when I'm in the boardrooms or I'm hanging out. And I try not to hang out with them. But. <laughs> Um, there are a couple of them are very cool. The the VPs, the RVPs, the CEOs, CFOs, and all. I beat. I mean, I don't beat them up. I share with them. Right? What is wrong? Mm-hmm. And you deserve. You keep hiring the agents. You keep giving them contracts. They have a history, and you're jumping smooth over their history, and you're expecting something different. And at the end of the day, a mutual company, you're penalizing your policyholders and your owners of the company and you're creating your own reputation reputation mm-hmm. so yeah. i'm i'm just saying yeah and one thing i wanted to mention as you just started that was you know for those out there listening just a little helpful tip if if you tell someone if you, if you as an individual tell an agent look i want to pay twenty thousand a year in premium and then you get an illustration back and it's got something other than what you discussed and if you hear an explanation that this individual told me he had heard that, well, that's just what the machine popped out. Oh my gosh, what else do you need? Yeah, well, that's I, not an acceptable response. So if, if that's like if you're in the position, and I know I understand totally where it's coming from. The individual doesn't have full understanding. The agent's uber confident. Maybe he's been in the business for a while. He's just said, of course, this is how we do it. You know, done it a thousand times. I'm like, you know, we do that too. No problem. And, and so you get the, the individual gets the impression that everything's okay. Well, I, you know, I said that that's what I wanted, but you know, they must've heard, and this just might be something that is incidental. doesn't really matter. Mm-hmm. Oh no, it, it matters. Right. It matters. And especially if you start getting into contract design, where the allowable premium exceeds the MEC limit. I mean, these are things that we've seen. Oh, know. every day. Yeah. Every day. It, anyway. it, it, and let me say, too, that that's why um, part of the reason 
that we spend, I mean, it's, it's, I'm not a technical guy. I'm a conceptual guy, all right? Um, but structure matters. So if you're a consumer and you're doing your vetting and your research and your reading, becoming your own banker, building your warehouse of wealth, how privatized banking really works, the law, the pension idea, the secrets of the Federal Reserve, the Nelson Nash Institute, the Laura Murphy Report, um, your research is important, um, and, and, but I want to say that you should have an idea of how much premium you can and want to pay and how long you want the contractual right to pay that premium. All right, those, it's not the end all be all. Stuff. You know, we're giving this away for free, right? Uh, we can, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, we might, we might can edit some of that out, but, and I'm okay with that. Uh, yeah, so just do your homework. <laughs> so, but okay. that is a it's good point. You should have an idea of what you want to pay. You, you should have an idea, and, and you should have an idea, and you should understand what it's a life insurance is a contract. Right, you have contractual rights, and you should know them. Mm-hmm. And you also have contractual limitations and contractual requirements, yeah. commitments. And that's probably a good place to round out with a statement that a life that a life insurance illustration is not a contract. It is not no. an agreement. It is not set in stone. Those are just numbers on a page. Yeah. But they are important. Illustrations are important, but you should have an understanding of what comprises, what's behind that That's illustration. A, okay. And, and people are like, well, how should I view illustrations? And I was thinking about this to myself last night. I just remembered it. I'm glad you said that. <laughs> a, life, the, a life insurance illustration, if it's done properly and if it's in the right part of the process and the education's been done, mm-hmm. should be like a checklist. Just little boxes. Check. Well, you know, oh, this is how much premium I'm expecting. There it is. Check. Oh, this is the kind of policy I was expecting. There it is. Check. Oh, this is when I'm going to reduce my premium. There it is. Check. That's it. You know, we had the discussion. <coughs> you know, the agent knows what I want. I, the agent understands that I, as the individual, understand IBC. We had that discussion. We went through the mechanics of dividend paying whole life. We decided on what we want, how to how to think pro- appropriately about what we want. And then there it is on the page. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that, too, because in, in our practice, we sometimes are too technical, in my opinion, on, and too particular on construct of a policy, right? Mm-hmm. And so we run tons of illustrations, and no, we will not email you an illustration, right? <laughs> um, unless you've engaged, we've engaged, you like us, we like you. But I want to say that I use them um, as a way to check for figs. Mm. You planned on doing this. Oh, that's so good. the company was going to do that. Did the company do what they say they were going to do? Did the tree bear good fruit? That's right. Mm. And if it – so we uh, – I think the illustrations are important. Once you've, you know, committed and you're applying, it's active, and you're, you know, living your life – doing what you want to do, free and independent, which this just aids in that, the infinite banking mm-hmm. concept. Um, it's a reference point. You know, because look, interest rates are going to go up. You can't control them. I can't control them. The life insurance company can't control them. All right? Interest rates are going to go down. You know, dividend, the company's experience, financial experience is going to go up and down. Yes, they've all been around 100 years and all that. We're not disparaging any company. 
um, things change. The future is unknown. Mm -hmm. So it is a reference point. At the end of the day, once you've gone through your education and you've put it in force and you're going about doing whatever it is you were going to do, right, and adding jet engines to it when you're practicing the infinite banking concept, it allows me to see what my actions, the actions of the owner, how can I affect that policy in a positive or negative way, mm -hmm. right? It's, it's like a guidepost, yeah. you know? And then it's also evidence of my actions, mm -hmm. or you know what I mean, or inactions. So that's a pretty powerful position. How many financial tools can you really affect? Yeah. You know, not very many at the end of the day. And I'll say this too for the agents out there who think that we're crazy. Um, what? You know, go ahead and hand out those illustrations. Go ahead and hand them out. Because, you know, they make, can have a second review and you can learn a lot. You can learn a lot about where someone's coming from by how that illustration's put together. So, yeah, <laughs> keep handing them out. All right, I'm done. Okay. Anything else? No, I mean, I had fun. No, no, that was fun. That was good. This is this is very educational, I think. Yeah, anyway. good stuff. All right, thanks for listening. We appreciate you and look forward to meeting you. See you next time. All right. Thank you for joining us on the Banking with Life podcast. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure to like and subscribe. Otherwise, find us wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe to join us weekly.